Welcome to Are You Afraid of Ghosts, where we really read some true ghost stories and do some research and all that jazz. If you haven't listened, we've done a whole lot of episodes, so just go back and listen to the other ones. Ghosts and spooky things. Ghosts and spooky things. Okay, so I'm going to dive right in, Shelly. I have some uh, real-life ghost stories. I'm here for it. Shared by the readers of Country Life. Hmm. Never read Country Life in my life, but... Uh, We never read these stories either. Right. We don't know what we're in for. We don't know. So this is always fun. So just a little background. Over the course of Country Life's 120-year history, dozens of readers have shared their tales of ghosts. So I think we're going to have a lot to work with here. Yeah. But here they picked out seven of the most fascinating. I'll probably only get through a couple. We'll see how long we get through. And then maybe we'll save some more for a later later time. So... This one's called Last Sight of a Departed Friend. This letter from Margaret S. Gladstone of Wiltshire, that sounds so formal, was published on September 24th, 1948. Oh. Margaret was prompted to write by some recent letters which had appeared in the magazine in previous weeks. So they've been writing letters since 19-whatever. 40-something? Yeah, that's badass. Okay. The ghost letters which you have been publishing in Country Life are very interesting to me, and I venture to add one of my own. Returning to my flat in Westminster, Mm. one afternoon I saw two friends coming towards me on the other side of the street. I had no time to stop and hoped they would not notice me. I do that all the time. I know, right? (laughs) Like, check my phone. (laughs) I cross the street. Cross the street. Look at the sky. (laughs) That's awesome. I like this chick. That is awesome. I crossed the street behind them and hurried home. (laughs) At breakfast time, a friend rang to tell me that the man I had seen the day before had died in the night. I was amazed and described how I had seen him and his wife apparently in perfect health. My friend exclaimed that that was an impossibility, as he had been ill for some days. The widow, I may mention, is still alive. Weird. What? Maybe maybe the widow is walking... And she was uh, walking with her ghost husband. Aww. Maybe it was the, yeah, something maybe. they used to do together. Fuck them ghost husbands. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't follow me around any ghost husbands. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No idea. But back to the 40s. The Disappearing Woman. I'm loving all these names. Madge Smith's Letter. Madge. Gotta love it which published on September 3rd, 1948, tells a story which took place in Devon. I'm not familiar with where Devon is, but we will. Somewhere in England, I think. Sounds, sounds proper. Yeah. Harold Penrose's Somerset Ghosties. August. my hat, sir. This is my hat. <laughs> where, where were they at? The, uh, the Gettysburg, Gettysburg address? British ghosts. <laughs> Have you seen my hat? Okay. Sorry. Sorry. It's okay. Harold Penrose's Somerset ghosties it actually says ghosties were satisfactorily accounted for but my own experience in taunton is less easily disposed of this occurred more than 10 years ago but is still vivid in my mind one afternoon my attention was arrested by a woman moving through the throng on whose face was a most dreadful expression of distress so appalling was her grief with great tears rolling down her cheeks that i had unconquerable impulse to follow her 
I could not see her again. I looked all about, followed in the way she was, going trying to see again my vague impression of black clinging garments, a tall figure, gray, disordered hair, and that face of trouble. <laughs> she was nowhere. I mean, that's a picture. Right? I mean, just, yeah. That's a ghost. That was totally a ghost. <laughs> yeah. So, they, you know, I turned to my companions who were amazed at my outburst. They had seen nothing. Huh. Oh, that sucks. Right? To be the only one to see that. Now you just look like a crazy fucking yeah. person. Well, and, and I love I love the proper talk, the 1948. Yeah. Now it's like, I saw a fucking ghost. <laughs> it was so cool. <laughs> Bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> what was the other one last week when he's like, his formal his formal statement on the New York oh, yeah. New York Times was that was that was great. It, it was weird. It man. was very weird, man. <laughs> very weird. Like that's your that's your claim to fame. That was in the New York Times once. Yeah, right. Whoa. Whoa, man. <laughs> this one's called Holiday Haunting. WSJ's letter on March thirteenth, nineteen thirty seven. Oh, it's re- older. Yeah. Recounts an experience he had over half a century earlier. Jeez. It clearly left a lasting impression. In the year 1885, wow. when I was a schoolboy, we went for our summer holiday to a furnished house between Ventnor and Bond Church on the Isle of Wight. St. Boniface's house was modest, possessing one of the most charming small gardens I ever saw. Ghosts soon declared themselves. The manifestations were pronounced and various. My sisters were visited in the night by a figure walking in their room. And when it came between their beds, they, sh- they fled shrieking. A figure passed the housemaids in the corridor. Cold hands were laid on hands lying outside the counterpane. What? What does that even mean? I don't even know, but it, it sounds, sounds terrible. <laughs> Bells rang without being pulled. Yeah. Not that. The village priest came with book and holy water. Yeah. The spirits were effect- effectually laid and we slept in peace. Hell yeah. Yeah. Get the priest done. Always got to get a priest involved in that shit. Holy water. Yeah. 1885, though. I know. Fuck the 1800s. Now I have read in Mrs. Sterling's The Diaries of Dummer, 1934, an account of similar manifestations at the same house in 1851, which would have been 34 years before that. The old house has been pulled down, but I hope its garden still shelters the poor houseless shades that wander by night. It's so formal. It's so formal. I wonder, it's like, very... these are all from England, like, and England's so old. Yeah. Like, so much history. <laughs> everything there. old is haunted. That's <laughs> <laughs> just everything. Uh... Your grandparents are all haunted. <laughs> okay, so this one's actually in Scotland. So. The Lost Village. This wartime letter from a reader identifying themselves as OATS, or Oates, Surrey, was published on February 27, 1942. In Scotland last year, while walking through an ancient forest with my husband, we took a shortcut through the Wild Glen and intended to walk down the bank of the Fillin to wherever, I can't even pronounce that, (laughs) Creenlaric. If you are from Scotland, I really butchered that. We came to an open space, flat and treeless and full of sun haze. I feel like I'm reading a very fancy poem. As we entered, my husband remarked, I don't like this place. It's too old and dead. Ah, I love him. What? <laughs> I mean. It's all, it's all proper and then he shows up. He's like, fuck this old dead place. 
guy knows what's up. So I was about to reply that I felt it only peaceful, but I suddenly had the sensation of depression, mm-hmm. almost amounting to hopelessness. What I saw was, a more, was more of a feeling as if all about me was snow under a leaden sky and behind me there were people and their eyes were without hope. My husband saw that I was oddly frightened and so we left. We told them at the hotel that we'd felt spooky at one place in the forest. The late Mr. Alistair Stewart said, oh yes, that would be where the whole village was lost in the snow and they all starved to death. That's depressing. (laughs) What? We are both Celtic but neither of us in the least psychic. One thing I do know is that even if I were chased by Hitler and his grisly gang, I would not enter that forest again. Wow. That got really heavy. (laughs) (laughs) The fuck? I mean, I'm back with that husband that's like, I don't like this place. It's too old old and dead. dead. (laughs) Wow, that's a statement. (laughs) Um, Okay. So not on our bucket list. <laughs> nope. I want to go there. <laughs> no, you fuck you don't. Um, uh, you can send a postcard because I don't want to go there. I'd rather be chased by like what? But I'd rather be chased Hitler by and his gang. Who the fuck says that? No. I'm very worried for that person. Yeah. Well, I, I, although look at the time period. That's all he had to compare to. Uh, yeah. I guess evil. I mean. Yeah. That's the right. only evil he experienced so far. Mm. All right. This one, I think, has a dog involved. Let's see. Oh, is it a ghost dog? Uh, just... Yeah. It's a ghost dog. Oh, okay. A spectra with the canine seal of approval. On March 21st, 1963, K. Monier Williams of Suffolk had her missive published about a strange ghost seen not by her, but by her dog. Oh. oh so by her dog. My bad. Animals see things. Yes, they do. In 1916, I was living with my mother and a friend in Devon in a large and rather spooky house. One evening when we were all sitting by the fire, Prickles, my terrier. Oh, that's cute. That is cute. Got up, walked to the door, looked up, and wagged his tail, greeting Mm -hmm. someone who had just come in. After a moment, he turned and still wagging his tail, accompanied her or him towards us. He then stopped, looked up again, and turned towards the door, but did not move, and obviously watched the person leave the room, after which he sighed deeply. He certainly liked his friend, who was invisible to us. That's so strange. Oh, yeah, right? Interesting. Wow. Prickles is a cute name. And I have to mention, I don't know where I heard this. This is such a tangent, but... It's okay. It must have been a podcast. One of the podcast hosts cat's name was banana boat <laughs> and i was like banana boat as a cat's name is like amazing Ooh, send us your send us your ridiculous pet, uh, names, pet names please i love a good pet name yeah. my, my pet's named rocky but i didn't name him that so banana boat. wait what are your what are your cat's names oh, yeah so i have lucy susan <laughs> judy and bruce <laughs> So a bunch of old bitches. <laughs> yeah. And, and an Bruce. old man. <laughs> Hi, Bruce. <laughs> oh, Never he's like... an old grumpy man. <laughs> he's so cute. That's the one that you made a meme out of his... Yes. And yes. He, he's a pillow on your couch. Yeah, he is a meme. He's just a fluff ball and he looks like he's angry all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he does. 
It looks like he's just how's your off. how's your uh, your ghost cat that wakes you up at like three a.m. She still does it, um, <laughs> but I think she's she's like calming down a little bit. She's starting to like actually like sleep next to us instead of being like on top of us like yeah. doing the kitty kneading biscuits thing. <laughs> oh my gosh, she like attacks me, but she's young, so Aww. they have to calm down. Well, don't go to the bathroom. Don't no. get up at 3 a.m. No. No. Not in my house. Has your, have your kids seen anything recently? No. I feel like something happened, but I can't remember what. So I'm just going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good, safe yeah. answer. <laughs> Wait, what's the one don't for the, uh, the bathroom episode where it's like, just deny... Oh, yeah, just or, ignore. Just the don't ghost. answer the questions. Don't answer the questions, and then you'll live. <laughs> Nothing bad will happen if you don't answer the questions. Yes. That sounds like a really crazy, like, police interrogation. <laughs> it's like, if you don't say anything without a lawyer. Right. Wait for your lawyer. Wait okay. for your lawyer. Sorry. Tangent, no, tangent. that's okay. I love it. Do you want one more? Oh, yeah. All right. And then we're done. I, I can't absorb all this craziness from the 1940s. Oh, this one's from 1970, though. Oh, man. Okay. When a ghost becomes a horse whisperer. This letter from Devin, which came from B. Weinel Mayow, was published on September 24th, 1970. There is an old farm here in which at least three generations of a family called Hawkins lived. The recent owner told me that she and her children often smelt tobacco smoke in the house, and none of them ever smoked. Remember my story, yes. my grandfather's cigar in their car, right? Yes, it's that. That's a real thing. Smells, yeah. are a real thing. She owned a beloved mare in full. When the foal was due, there were complications. Very worried, she went to the stable to be with her. There, she smelled Old Hawkins' smoke and felt his presence comforting her and calming the mare. I discovered through my gardener one of the Hawkinses who had who was brought up in the house that all the family were devoted to animals and they all smoked pipes. Mm. The owner of the house knew nothing of the family except their name. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, any um any scent like if you if somebody wore a specific perfume mm-hmm. or uh if they smoked cigars, that's a distinct spell. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. But Yeah, I've heard that before though. And the whole smoking thing for sure. I comes mm-hmm. up over and over again. Yeah. Did you, I forget, you smelled the smoke. Did you see it? No, I okay. didn't see it. No, it was just, uh, it was just like a wave of, of a scent that was mm-hmm. really strong. And it definitely smelled like, you know how when you go to someone's house and their house has a smell? Yeah. But they can't smell it because they live there, so yeah. you can't even explain it to someone else. But yeah. my grandparents' house, they're just, their whole house smelled like, I mean, probably 99% grandparents' houses smell like mothballs. Yes. But then there's the, you know, the cigar smoke Mm -hmm. smell that Mm -hmm. he used to have. So it is comforting every time I smell somebody smoking a cigar. It's really a nice smell. But, yeah. Hmm. All right. So you can smell ghosts, too. Let's hope they all smell good. Tell us your smelly ghost stories. (laughs) (laughs) If your ghost smells really bad, we really want to know. And what did you do? Oh, man, that just... That what did be, you do about t- that? Well, let's not talk about the bathroom so much, and then we're talking about the smelly goat <laughs> stories. So I don't like this combination <laughs> of requests. <laughs> just don't tell us both at the same time. Yeah, just separate. 
<laughs> yeah. Ew, you're gross, Shelly. Why are you thinking like that? All right. Well, that's enough for this evening. Little mini episode with some, uh, some not so scary stories, but that's yeah, okay. kind of like interesting. Except for yeah. that one lost forest. Yeah. Hitler. Oh yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I tried to make dead. it seem like it was a lighthearted episode. It's really not. It's really not. Don't don't let the children listen. We curse a lot. Yeah. Okay. Well, have a good night. Bye, Shelly. Bye. Shelley. Bye.